Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Owner Hooks, Perfection in Hooks. Turner's Outdoorsman, Southern California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Carne de Teresa, providing quality handmade marinated meats, bass knuckles clothing, and bite on fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co-host in studio, Mr. Ben Seacrest from Accurate Fishing. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Sergio. How you doing? Perfect. Everything's good. It's going to be a busy, busy day, busy weekend, busy week. It's going to get crazy as the fishing season really starts. Show to go. season too, brother. That's what I was saying. You're going yeah. to be down in Del Mar, and we'll talk about that. Let me introduce our resident earthworm. Okay, crawling up from 6.5 feet underground under the totem pole, but our dear friend and freshwater guru, Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. It sure is bright outside today. It is beautiful, okay? <laughs> Let me just say this. Um, it's going to be, like I said, a busy day. We're heading up to Palmdale Fin and Feather. We will be filming uh, today, Saturday, and Sunday up there. We're going to do an episode on, on Palmdale. So um, the Fin and Feather Club is just simply beautiful. So looking forward to having all of us there, and the whole crew will be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'll be good. All right, so let's start it like we normally do. Give me a quick, and I mean a quick, freshwater report. Sure thing. We're going to start, uh, well, I'll just call this week the week of record, uh, week of records. We're going to start at Santa Ana River Lakes. Santa Ana River Lakes came in on Thursday uh, again with a full truckload of trout. Um, big trout, again, double digits put in there. Uh, lots and lots and lots of rainbow trout. Uh, but the highlight of the week, uh, well, besides that, 17 pounder that was caught you know on friday uh last week is there was a 40 pound catfish caught now you know cool 45 pound or 40 pound catfish that's all right but it was on two pound test by none other than team sippy cup himself rick kesey he was out there on his float tube looking for rain, uh for lightning trout uh you know soaking bait and he hooked up to this thing, and he, he told me, he goes, I, I knew right away. He goes, this was not a trout. It was definitely a catfish. And this guy has caught so many catfish in, in his career that it's just to get a fish on two pound like this, he knew he was in the fight. And this fish dragged him around for more than 45 minutes. Uh, he was finally able to get a net on it. Uh, the official weight uh, that was weighed over there at the Santa Ana River Lake scale uh, at the lake was 40 pounds, uh, .26 ounces. Now, Rick was happy. He posted on there, and I'm, you know, I'm driving around and all this, and I seen it. I go, you know what? Let me look up something real quick. So I looked up the IGFA to check out the blues, and sure enough, the two-pound record that sits current right now is around 36.9 pounds. So Rick had no idea. He had no idea that this could be a contender for two-pound test. And, you know, so I called him. I said, hey, man, I go, that was an awesome catch. You know, he's like, man, I'm still shaking. It was such a cool catch, you know, on two-pound test. And I go, Rick, I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I just left the lake. I go, I go, tell me you weighed that fish. He goes, yeah, we weighed it on the scale at the lake. I go, it's certified, right? He goes, yep. I go, guess what? He goes, what? I go, 
after you file all the paperwork, he goes, how do you how how do you react to know that you're going to be uh, in the running to to for a two pound world line class record? And he goes, are you kidding me? I go, I'm not kidding you. I go, I go, of course, it's got to be approved. It's going to take a couple months. You know, once you do all your paperwork, it's got to be approved. He goes, Andrew, he goes. I, I'm like he goes. I, I, I'm 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 literally getting a little emotional right now. So so you know just 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 bear with me, you know and all that. And I was like I was like hey I go it's cool it's cool man. I know how long you know because he already set a, a lake record uh, down there in San Diego earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was just he was so excited but, about but this Andrew, catch. Andrew Andrew what? think about that. Um, you know I'm not a big freshwater guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if it is I really like catching bass large mouth and small mouth mm-hmm. but he loves catfishing oh, he loves it okay in fact when we do the dream extreme derby yeah he's he's front and center every time and they're always, always in the running that 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 record will never get beat because he wasn't fishing for that record mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. how all these records happen tracy hartman 11 uh, 12 over, pounder 12 pounder on two pound 12 yeah, pound yeah. on two pound never get beaten never right. but the key that he has to do right now is to make sure that he retains enough of the line he's yep. going to need 12 feet or more of that line mm-hmm. and he's going to have to make sure that he's got all his ducks in a row because i've done the igfa and presented that you know put that to them for world records on calico bass and mm-hmm. stuff and if anything's out it's out yep. okay and, well listen uh, i hate to interrupt you right here but keep keep a marker on where we are but we have Mr. Jim Hendricks, uh, Marketing Director for CCA, Coastal Conservation Association of California. Oh, uh, well, okay, well, it happens. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll try calling him again. But anyway, uh, let's get back to that. Uh, you're right. You know, it's never, you know, you never, you're not really trying to do this. It no. just happens. Because uh, when you try it, the fish don't want to bite. No, you know what? I mean, for instance, I'm just going to real quick, and I don't want to get into his report or anything, but... You know, I fished in that Masters Marlin tournament for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. So I've caught fish on 12 pound, and they usually take maybe if a long one, you got an hour on 12 pound because what you do is you catch them with the boat. Yeah. Well, one time I had a fish that took seven hours and 50 minutes on 12 pound, and that's those things that you look at and you just can't believe that it, it happened and it's done. And that's probably where your friend is. Two pound, mm-hmm. 40 pounds. Yep. Two pound breaks. Two pound breaks at nothing normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, all right. So um, we're really proud of Rick. Uh, it mm-hmm. couldn't happen to a nicer guy. This guy. You know, here's the thing. Uh, when you talk to him, he's soft spoken. He's very generous. He yep. he shares knowledge. He shares lures. He shares whatever you need. Um, you don't see a lot of those kind of people. You know. He's. You know when we say be kind. He's, he's he it. got paid back, yeah. brother, for everything he does. Karma, I love yeah. what we and, say. And, and they're they're such fi- you know fishy people. Him and Judith. It's like even last year at the Dreamer Extreme Derby. I mean, you remember at the weigh-in, who was the last one to literally run to mm-hmm. make it there on time? It was Rick because he spent every minute possible to try and get the biggest fish, you know, and he did. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, when it comes to the tournaments, he does several tournaments throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does his homework. I mean, this old school, Ben. Uh, I I see it in some cases, but not always. He goes out to and I can t- Lake Elsinore because we're there, you know, pre- prepping and everything. And you just see him. Okay, mm-hmm. he goes. He knows where the fish are, and then when he takes off, he just goes. And um, it's a funny thing. He's always by himself somewhere. <laughs> okay, so he's found them, and he, he makes it happen. So congratulations to Rick. It couldn't happen to a better guy. And it's a pending world. 
Yes, once he once he fills out all the paperwork uh, and sends it, you know, it's uh, sends his line in um, and all that. It will be pending. Takes about three to four months to get approval. Um, the good thing is, you know, I actually talk to the records keeper, you know, every few days, so we keep in contact. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I mean, it's a very good chance. Uh, the only thing that that you know that would determine it at this point is to make sure you know the Isers does break at the two pound exactly, and not to the four. So. Because, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you have Valerie, you know, who also has the four-pound record for trout. Um, she was out fishing last year, got a 12-and-a-half-pounder on two-pound, and because it was Isers, got bumped up to the four-pound yeah. record. No, so, but that's that's yep. what happens. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Exactly. I mean, again, awesome catch by Rick. I mean, it couldn't have happened to the, you know, the better person. I talk actually to Craig when it happened. I called him right. I said, hey, did you see what happened? He goes, not yet. He goes, why? What do you got? He goes, well, Rick caught a 40-pounder on two-pound, and that's that could be a world record. And he goes, he goes, Andrew, let me tell you, out of all the anglers that, that target catfish or target big fish, he goes, Rick is the guy that's the guy to hook up on a 40-pounder and land it. He that, goes, but that, you said the key word. Anybody can hook up, but uh -huh. can you land it? You know, we talk uh -huh. so much about your drags, your lines. We talk about everything. You know Rick has it dialed in every single time. Oh, so yeah. when you're faced with something like this, what you're not expecting, you can land the fish. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, congratulations again to, to Rick. And mm -hmm. really look forward to seeing him at the Dream Extreme Derby. Yep, and, and best part is, I mean, after this whole catch, they got the pictures, they got the video. Rick, what he did is he ran the fish down to the shoreline and let it go to be caught another day. Okay, so I guess Bennett could be beaten if you catch it again in about <laughs> oh, yeah. a year. Well, yeah, that fish under those conditions, yeah, no no worries. But to me, the thing I look at with a catch like that is I've seen quite, I don't know if you know this, but there was a blue marlin that was caught in Cabo, and a guy was fishing four-pound, and it's all about the fish moving the right way. Mm -hmm. And you have the right, everything, the six Ps has to be in place. You have to be ready for it you have to prepare for it and when it happens you have to have people that make the right decisions and everything will go your way catching a big fish on two pound the decision comes from backing your drag off watching your rod tip making sure you tie that night right knots keeping the fish out and away from you the entire time so many factors go along with him catching that but the thing cracks me up is that he's in a float to that i like from fishing up at pyramid lately you walk backwards into the beach to net your fish i couldn't imagine <laughs> what it would be like float to tube. be in a yeah. float tube with a 40-pound catfish running around on two-pound. You'd just be going, what do what I do, do next? That? What's going to happen? I wonder if he had like his skis out. He's just skiing across. So how important toes. is it a big, a big net for this thing? Yeah, right? big net's very little, important. A little yeah. trout net wasn't going to do the yeah, trick. Exactly. So this is cool. But anyway, congratulations to Rick. And Santa Ana, like you said, keeps pumping out big fish, big fish, big fish. Yeah, so, it sure does. So that's excellent. Okay, uh, that's uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go over to... Uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather, because we are going to be there today. Yep. We're going to be filming an episode. So if you're a member or you know of a member, what you want to do is get to the Palmdale and hopefully come by and see us. We'll probably be in one of the docks, and then we're going to be on the water on a pontoon. And uh, and we are going to be coming around if you're fishing So uh, and get some, get some information. We've got two minutes to just go ahead and tease it for two minutes. Okay. Well, lightning striked. How's that for a tease? So yesterday, <laughs> Friday, so Friday morning, yesterday. They, Fri they yeah, Friday morning, uh, probably around 2, 3 in the morning, uh, the Mount Lassen truck showed up, pulled up there to the jetty. They dumped in a full load of fish. And if you notice, uh, watching the video, the rainbows 
There's some yellow ones mixed in with there. The lightning, lightning trout strikes. are in there. Yeah. And they're big. They're like five to seven pounds. That's nice. the average of lightning. So um, I know, I mean, I know today we're going to find them, you know, and, and, and I really hope that we get on camera. What I always see with lightnings is you'll see them coming from a distance. You throw the jig right past them and start twitching. They take a quick right or quick left and literally bite it right in front of you. It wow. is It is the coolest thing. Wow, well, then that, that's the thing. So I'm looking forward to it. Ben, uh, two pound. That's going to be our gig. Well, right? no, I got some two and I got some four. Last time we were there, I caught plenty of fish on four. Yeah, I had to know? go out and buy some some 1,000s and 2,000 series. I, I yeah. think the smallest spinning one I have is the famous Accurate, the small one. The, uh, you have the six? Yeah, a long time ago I got oh, that. That was a long time ago. Long, long I time gave ago. it to you, I'm yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And um but you know, and I have a couple other ones, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't use the, the six, mm-hmm. I had twenty pound on the six with like, I don't know, I was fishing like probably twelve or twenty pound fluoron. I had a hundred and thirty pound tarpon on it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, everybody, stay tuned. We're gonna be joined by none other than Mr. Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate custom rods so everybody just hang on tight this is angler chronicles on angels radio am 830 KLA, and we'll be right back angels radio am 830 Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. This is Pat McDonald, and it's time for the Bart Hall Family Fishing Shows, the ultimate celebration of boating, fishing, international travel, and tackle booths, plus dozens of daily seminars by experts. It's a full day of family fun with the fabulous flying dogs, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Shows, and more. Kids get in free, kids fish free. Don't miss it. February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Feel the passion, share the passion. Presented by Progressive. Get details at hallshows.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA with a little. Who's that, Benny? 
my buddy. Uh-huh. Pennywise, my friend. Pennywise. Okay. Um, we're back, and, you know, we, were, we weren't able to get Jim on the first segment, but we know we've got a good communication now, so let me go ahead and introduce Mr. Jim Hendricks, um, marketing guru, I think, um, <laughs> at CCA Coastal Conservation yeah. Association and of he's, California. And he's an established writer for Saltwater Sportsman, Correct. Sport Fishing Magazine. He's a salty Western. dude. He's been around, Jim's been around, I hate to say it, since they discovered dirt. Dirt. Well, yeah. let me, all right, so you know, he probably, time. he probably was fishing with, uh, with Steve Carson uh, on Noah's Ark. Well, no, nah, before Steve Carson, I think. Uh, wow. Oh, even before. Yeah. Wow. What about before Ron? Huh? Before Ron, too? Yeah. Well, yeah, Ron. Yeah, no, this is, he's definitely. Yeah. Well, anyway, without further ado, Mr. Jim <laughs> Hendricks. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Great, great to be with you guys. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Oliver. Hi, Ben. Hi, Sergio. Uh, great to be here and talk about uh, talk about a real important issue uh, that CCA California is. Uh, dedicated itself to uh, really for the time being, and that is the 30 by 30 process here in California. It poses a real threat to uh, all anglers here in the state, and we really need to all pull together and try to uh, try to squash this idea that they can close down 30% of the coast to fishing. That's what it's all about. Well, what people don't realize is that we already have closures. That would be an additional 30%. And I mean, we're, right. we're losing a lot, a lot of uh, of area. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. The, the way this is going to affect the local boating, uh, the, the, the you the know fishing. what? The new guys have no idea. But Jim, I have an idea. Hmm. It destroyed my calico bass fishing. Remember all those oh, trophies Corona I used to get? Those yep. things took them right out right. of my backyard. And then yeah. remember me going up against it, and they were saying. It's only for a little bit of time, and then you guys will be able to fish oh, again. Oh, it was a five-year plan. And, and then, oh, th- guess what happened? Huh? We never fished there again. Yeah, I mean, I remember, yep. uh, look, the world record calico bass came out of Corona Del Mar. Well, that's still open, but my Laguna, part, all, all of Laguna is shut. All oh, of yeah. Laguna Beach, Main Beach, And all my the way understanding, to and I know you're with CCA, but I'm not, so I can be a little bit politically out there. Uh, bottom line, <laughs> it seems to me that the only signs that they have is that people come out of their houses and they look over the, the cliff and they don't want to see any boats That's what killed us in the first place. That, that's all it is. That's- uh. That's exactly right, and there's you know there's there's no evidence that the marine uh, MPA network uh, along the state, which consumes 16 percent of the coastal waters of, of California right now, is not really working. We're not there's no indication, there's no scientific evidence that it really works. So and now uh, the state wants to close wants to double the number of MPAs along the state and shut down fishing in virtually all of those MPAs. And if we don't work, if we don't all unite and get together on this, um, we will be less than successful. We were able to, you know, CCA was able to squash AB 3030 uh, in the legislature, but the governor signed an executive order, and now we're at, we're, we're at it again. The battle has begun again. So, yeah. so we need everybody's help. We need everybody to join CCA California. Uh, and uh, if we go to Sacramento with that kind of horsepower, if we go to Sacramento with every licensed angler in the state, uh, a member of CCA California, we have some horsepower behind us. Yeah. And the, the thing, the thing, Jim, that, and I'm sure you're going it, to, it's, this isn't fresh or salt. This is all. And, and then the, the, the other thing with what's going on right here, too, is that once, once you give it up, 
You never get it back. You never fish it well, again. The, the, the classic example is black sea bass. Black yeah. sea bass yeah. was supposed to be a five-year closure. Yeah. It's been 50 well, years. Well, look at you mean, I don't know. I mean, because I was so like, calco bass fishing was like my life for many, many years. Mm-hmm. They shut down PV. They shut down Laguna. They shut down, they shut down San Diego. They've shut all Farnsworth. these. Farnsworth. They shut all these point, places point down. Point Doom. They shut, shut yeah. down Point Doom. Yeah. But, you know, without, and I just make this, I want to say one thing is that my dad used to say something, history repeats itself. This is not the first time. Before the before the MPAs, but this last go around of them, before that, Jim and I dealt with gill nets mm-hmm. and mako sharks, and we dealt with how many different things have we dealt with, Jim? But we were able to get past those with people like Bill Shedd leading the charge, you know, some really Doris Allen helped us. There's a lot of good things, but if you guys want to see the history, how this really worked, where CCA came from, it all came from Florida when they were having problems with. With people netting redfish and the commercial guys were making a living doing that destroying a fishery and it turned around where the where the recreational guys were able to go and get enough people to stop that there and then it went through the gulf it went into texas and now they have pristine pristine fisheries throughout those areas but only because they have backbones on the on the recreational guys to sit and fight government and commercial uh, commercial sources that are all coming right. in. So what I'm getting from this, and I hope all our listeners are listening, uh, the important thing is is to get behind CCA. All right, and CCA is the only game in town, folks. We've got to get behind it. So uh, I want you to go to their website. I want you to see how you become a member. If not, you know, starting this week, we got Del Mar. You can enter at every single show. Del Mar starts with Bard Hall. Then you're going to have the PCS show, and then you're going to have the Long Beach show. So here through the end of March, okay, there's plenty of ways for you guys to get involved with CCA. And I'm I'm a big, huge proponent of having somebody lead lead the fight because we all believe in it but you know if we just sit there and just listen to shows or watch tv nothing happens that way you have to become active you know what it is it's out of sight out of mind bro. exactly and before you know it it'll be gone i mean i remember remember the blue ribbon task force and i I think you were involved in it. i went i was involved indirectly with it through uh norris tap and you know the way they I'm going to say this, screwed the the fishermen because there was a plan and then last minute overnight they changed it to another one and, and that's what you're seeing. So more closures is not the answer. And and here's the other thing I'm going to say, that, and this is just a thought on my behalf. Whether or not it's accurate, you guys can make the determination. In the last five or six years since the this big El Nino showed up, yeah. everybody's been fishing tuna, yellowtail, dorado, okay, Nobody has been concentrating because those fish are around on your local rockfish, on the bass, and all of this stuff. So guess what happens? When the big boats turn in their paperwork of what they caught, they don't see the bass. They don't, they don't see the, the, the rockfish. So they go, oh, okay, we didn't catch them because yeah. yeah, there's not enough fish being caught, so there there's, must be a deficiency. And that's not the case. Okay, so... Um, the problem here is when we have we have agendas. These yeah. people have agendas. They yeah. don't want us to fish, hunt. They don't want us to breathe. Okay, yeah. and um, 
they, there's no way of winning. They don't look. They don't really look at the science. It's crazy. But see, that's what I was just going to say. Extrapolate, and I'm sorry, Jim, that we're taking on to this, but extrapolate. That's okay. You guys are you guys are doing a great job of telling. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> extrapolate further down the line. Okay, so they're taking. They took uh, the stuff of the coast away. Then they're going to go through and and try to take a little bit more. But even when they get into the freshwater stuff, whatever stuff they're going. The thing that you got to start thinking of now is what point do they regulate tuna fishing? At what point do they regulate any type of fishing where they're going to cut your they're going to cut your limits down? And before you know it, hey, you know what? What I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to go through and buy a tag to catch a bluefin. You know, because the guys back east, you talk to them in '73, their bluefin fishery was decimated from a lot of the big neck guys overseas. So as that was started to rebound a little bit, they did the Magnuson Act, which put all those boats out of 200 miles from the coasts of the United States, and we started seeing a lot more things happen with the bluefin, and then they came back, but what do they do now now there's science involved and what we don't have is i i I personally jim i'm sorry i i don't hear any scientist helping us right now that's going you know there isn't a problem um it's rebounding whatever because that's what happened with the bluefin they had science involved they had icat people involved which you know you get these major players that can see what the governments are doing and they're going to help the recreational people keep the the government's hands out of the cookie jars. Okay, well, let me just add when you said about that. I know of one particular captain who volunteers to go in that deep drop for rockfish, and he says, Sergio, there is no uh, shortage of big fish. He goes, they get a permit to do yeah. the science, I guess, the research. Cow cods. Cow cods. He goes, I'm catching 30-pound cow cods, one right after the other without any problem. They are there. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, Jim, I've got about two minutes. You want to recite the eight things to know about 3030? <laughs> sure. I'd be glad to do that. I'm going to say, here's, I'd like to, it could be 10 things, but I'm going to stick to eight. First of all, marine protected areas cover 16% of the coastal waters already in California. 3030, number two, 3030 proposes to double the number of marine protected areas. On double. And on top of that, California already has the best managed fisheries in the world. And we are the envy of the globe for our fisheries management practices. And yet, 30 by 30 fails to recognize those proven management tools as legitimate conservation measures. Five, 30 by 30 fails to address critical marine issues such as pollution and urban runoff. Six, sport fishing is not the enemy. We are the original conservationists. Seven, CCA believes in biodiversity and addressing climate change. We're not opposed to those things. But closing the waters to fishing is not the way to achieving 30 by 30 goals. I agree. Those are the eight things we need to know about 30 by 30. So real quick, give uh, the the CCA website. Okay, it's it's real simple. CCACalifornia.org. CCACalifornia.org. You can go there. As soon as you you get to the homepage, the, the 30 by 30 landing page is one click away. The opportunities to join CCA, the opportunities to contribute to conservation. If you're already a member, oh look, it's a, and, it's a one-stop uh, the, shop with with, uh, with, C, with CCA. So uh, right, and show pack. We have show packages there as well. So yeah, we'll do a lot of stuff, and, and I'll have. 
Jim, I'll have you come back on the show more on a regular basis. Okay, I've got to go to break. But listen, Jim, thank you for keeping us involved and fighting the fight. We highly appreciate it. CCACalifornia.org. Everybody, go there, sign up. All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and you're listening to Angler Chronicles. I can't believe this could be the end. Angels Radio, AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn Style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the Fuel Style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Radio, AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angler Chronicles, and as you just heard, we're on AM 830 KLAA. All right, I introduced, and so I said that we were, and, and, uh, and Mac, listen, I always call him Mac, Andrew, yeah. uh, that we were going to have Oliver Solis in the house, and yeah. um, I saw him slither in. Let me say good morning to Mr. Oliver Solis of Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio, Ben, and the Worm. And the Worm. Why do you call him the Worm? Because he's he does. Worm. I do, and that's He's a name. gladiator. He shoots carp, dude, with an arrow. He is a gladiator. Right. Now, what happens? What happens? He's an earthworm, and he hates it when Man, you take him and you put him on your hook. You got to pierce him. So he does the same thing with carp. Yeah. Yeah. It's, anyway, but let me say good morning <laughs> to Oliver. And Oliver, I mean, it's a big. I'm glad you're here today because uh, you brought us a lot of goodies, and we'll mention those. Okay, but we're going to Palmdale Fin and Feather as soon as the show's over. We're heading over there, and we'll be filming today and tomorrow. So, uh, Andrew, you've already teased it that there's a big truckload that was stocked yesterday. Yep. Okay. Did you see the fish they caught yesterday? No. 
Yeah, Chris Garland. Chris Garland early morning pulls in a ten pounder after he already lost one. Tell me, I say put it wow. back and catch it again when we get there so we can film it. Well, it's he he, he actually took release. that home. Yeah, huh? yeah, right, right, because they stock they stock at three in the morning, mm-hmm. and he they go out there set up, and I got a couple guys out there that are catching them, you know, yesterday, and uh, then all of a sudden here comes Chris pulls in a ten. Founder. Wow. Well, listen, uh, since you said about taking it home, one of the things I want to show on this episode, two things we're going to show on this episode. One of them is which of you can actually uh, uh, cut up a, a trout correctly and oh, I'll make simple. it fillet? The gladiator. Okay, then the gladiator. You're going to, so bring your cutting board, bring your knife. Wait, and, he ain't the worst earthworm to me. Wait, He's going to be the gladiator. Minute, guys, I signed myself up for cleaning everyone's food. Nah, no, nah, no, 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 no. Let him go. I wanna, let him go. No. Let him grow, yeah. bro. I want to do go. one as an instruction because yeah. I see a lot of people, and I, I see some of these carcasses when I walk by, and I'm going, half the fishes are still on the on the. <laughs> But yeah. I, t- I talked to you about this the other day, too. I, and well, and you, you, you're like me. You catch him. You can keep the head on, gut him, keep the tail on, and then you just... Yeah. You, you just open them in the, in the now gut. Now you cook yeah. them whole. Yeah. 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 yeah, so we'll do that. And then the other thing that we're going to do, I'm going to take one home, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take it to Simply Fish. I'm going to take it to Derek and have him do a I want to watch his guys clean a trout, oh, dude. Yeah. That'd no, be no, no, no. I'm going to take it... Well, I was thinking of taking it already filet, but I mean, the, the point was to have him... Really cook one up with a simple how, recipe. How do you fillet a trout without bones, bro? Uh, it's it's it takes time. Yeah, it would probably take you twice as long as it would to catch it. Maybe three times, right? No, I mean there's a couple ways to do it. I mean sometimes when I'll clean them, like if, if I'm in you know if I'm in a rush, I'll gut them. I'll gut them down the you know down the the uh, uh, the guts there, and then when I cut the head, I'll actually cut the head just almost to, all the way through, and then if you rip the bottom open and the guts will come out with it. And then, you know, style. and then, yeah, and yeah. then you sit there, you scale them, and then once you cook them in the foil, whatever, right when they're done, ready to eat, grab the spine right there, give it a little shake, and all uh, the meat no, falls no, in. No, but what I'm lost is he's talking about not cooking them, bro. He's talking about oh, oh, you in, want sushi? In, no, in the round, go through and <laughs> and go through and. No, get, I, I want you to clean. I want you to clean a trout on uh-huh. TV, yeah, whatever okay. way you want, and okay. then I'm going to take that trout to Simply Fish, the restaurant here, in, without uh, cooking it. Without Ooh. cooking it. That's what I'm trying to let you know. Is that's what he's saying? Don't let me sit out here fist bump me, dude. Oh, God, I mean these <laughs> kids right. don't know. So I'm going to bring anymore, the fish. You know, well, call them the warrior. I, I guess huh? I could yeah. bring a, a whole fish, and uh, we'll keep it on ice, and then have okay. him cook it. With a recipe that you know, I think he would you do like it both do. ways, but I, I will tell you, Hunter, I will bet you any money to try to go through and clean it without cooking it is going to be it's going to be a hassle. Okay, sure. well we'll figure no, that not, thing. It's not too hard. The meat stays together as long yeah. as it, as long as you keep it cold. The second that meat gets a little warm, then it's going to start flaking. It's up. mush. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, listen, um, it's going to be a fantastic weekend, mm-hmm. and Oliver brought us some toys. So, Oliver, I want to make sure that our listeners understand, you know, Fishing Syndicate really came out in the salt water, really, mm-hmm. okay? And it's made a huge impact in Southern California and beyond. For me, it's the only thing that I fish. I've sold all my other rods, and uh, Martin Ayala can attest to that. He bought a, a ton of them. Um, it's the only thing I need, and you have every area covered for me so now you're also in the freshwater people don't realize that you have a tremendous line with spinning reels uh spinning rods okay um and now you have uh, these feathers uh, this is like i like the the bass Dude, they're the blades water, bro but... they're not feathers they're what, they're what? <laughs> i've they're been blades. fishing one that he has he made me how many years ago three or four years ago yeah, yeah. an eight by 12 or eight Six. to 12 mm-hmm. i fished it up at pyramid and I fished like eighth ounce on that thing, and I've 
have cracked several decent fish on that. And the, the key is he's actually figuring out where the action has to be, what the tip has to be used for, so that when you do hook a fish of some size, you can fight it you know, successfully and land it. So the whole thing with Pyramid right now, we're watching that, is they look down on jigging there. But mm -hmm. what's going to happen, that's because it's pretty much a pristine fly fishing place. Mm -hmm. But the last time I was up there, I was hanging out with two guides, and I won't mention their names. Once they saw the jig come alive, they were right on it. They were like, yeah. okay, i got to go back and get my... Uh, All animal. right, so Oliver, tell us what you brought us. So, so we've, um, you know, we, we had a, a two-piece, two, two rods that were two-piece, not by Tony, but they were you know, <laughs> manufactured as two-piece um, that Andrew uh, has been using and others. Uh, these guys like you know doing that mini jig with two pontes, as Steve always suggests. And you know, it's something foreign to me, right? Um, the times I did go uh, trout fishing was to take the kids, bait and wait, while I you know did whatever else, grilled some uh, hot dogs or whatever, uh -huh. had a beer. Mm -hmm. um, but but you know I, I've seen this now you know I I ran into Andrew at Silverwood a couple months ago and you know I, I picked up that rod for you know finally and, and and hooked one, so I so I get to see I understand what they're they're looking for right they they want something very flexible, um, that bounces that jig so that it attracts the trout right, but what apparently some of these other rods by other manufacturers didn't have based on what these guys tell me, is the backbone. Right, they did not have that strength, and it all has to do with how you manufacture a blank. Right, you could go really thin diameter, or you could go a little wider hoop. Wider hoops are only going to give you a little more strength on the back end, so that's your your power that Ben talks about all the time. Then we talk about the six to twelve that Ben is talking about that he uses. Um, Upper Crowley and the Sierra. So no, it's an eight to fourteen. I was looking <clears throat> at it. That's the new one. I know, That's no, no, no. Brand new. The one. other one I had, I got home, I looked at all of them. They're all eight to fourteen. Eight to fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Six to twelve. Either either the six to twelve or the eight to fourteen. Yeah. Not a big difference, yeah. obviously, right? Two pounds. Um, but that those rods do for the guys that fish in the Sierras, is it gives them enough flexibility to troll, to cast a rapala yeah. per se, right? A bigger spoon. You hook a fish that's ten to twenty pounds. You still have the backbone with those rods. So the one thing I've made sure of that all of the rods that I've designed have, if you pull fr you know, from the feather light, which is a two-pound rod, all the way to the unlimited, you're going to have a flexible tip. It's, when it goes under load, that power is going to kick in right around two-thirds of the rod coming from the butt, one-third of the rod coming from the tip. And that's where it's going to shut off. That is also, I tell people, that is also where the rod's going to break if you don't use it properly, mm -hmm. meaning you go above that 45-degree angle, which is, um, you know, that 45-degree angle really is dictated by where the fish is at. If yeah. the fish is and, out. And, and, and when you say this, I have to apologize in advance, and I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Uh, we are finishing production on the El Dorado two-and-a-half day, mm -hmm. and you're going to see me bounce uh, eight- or nine-pound uh, Bonita. Mm-hmm. On the bass rod, mm -hmm. on the, three, the, the three hundred in the bass rod. That's sure. all I used. It was a twelve pound test, and the point is doing it correctly. Right. Do I say do what I do? No, 
because I just do as I say, not as I do. Ben, this is the biggest (laughs) thing, and you you know this. this is the biggest thing. I always have a problem teaching. How do you teach feel? You can't. Well, if you can teach feel, I'll tell you the best way to teach it. A lot of times, have the person watch your rod. Mm -hmm. If they watch your rod when you're bouncing, what they see is they see you load it, and then they can see you take pressure off the tip as the fish is coming up. So the rod tip's coming up, pressure off the fish. The rod tip hits the the fish hits the deck. Mm-hmm. Not, but it's all about okay, here he comes, and it's this. It's all about taking. You can take pressure off the rod tip as you're coming up now, by what, the angle at which you're bringing it. Now I, I have to admit that um, you say the sensitivity of all your rods because it, it, this is, uh, folks, this is a it, like a map to all your rods. Okay, excellent, excellent backbone. Very powerful and extremely sensitive, so you can feel everything. And the case, and I think it's made me even better fisherman to have the right tools. But what what a lot of people don't see in rods, and 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 I was very blessed when I was younger to hang out with the Loomis crew, right? So I was really good friends with Bobby Loomis, so I got to see everything get built. But the one thing that's so um, it's so apparent to me right now, and I talked to Oliver about it now is that as I come through this last chapter of my life of fishing, right? Mm-hmm. I've done whatever I want to do. I get to this last chapter. People look at a rod and they go, oh, that rod's flexible. That's going to work. Do you know that a rod could be too flexible to work with a jig? You can impart too much action on a jig that will literally like make the jig not look natural. And I learned a lot of this, and, and, and I just I push it out there. Chad, when he first brought those baits to me, I watched him impart the action, and there was a certain action on the lure that was just like this. And some of the rods nowadays, they give you action all the way from the tip to the second guide down. That's not helping you work that bait. You have to learn how to work the bait off the tip because it's one, two, one, two, one, two, not just hookup baits. It's the same with hair jigs. It's whatever you want to do. And now Oliver's figured out a way, and he's building in a way so that he can give you a safety net that you're not imparting too much action on the lure, but you still have enough tip to work the lure, and then you've got enough action to set the hook in the back of it. That's that's a big deal. All right, so that is correct. Now, let's talk about the rods that you brought today. Are those in production? Yes. So, uh, well... One of them is not. So one of them is the prototype, prototype. Uh, eight foot one piece RX six graphite um, FL, which is one and four. Mm-hmm. There's also a UL, which is two to so six. So I'm going to be putting two pound test on that one. You're going to put two pound test on that one. Okay. Uh, there's the ML uh, that we've already had. They've been in production. They're on the website. You can walk in and grab them or, or buy them online. Uh, six to twelve. Six to um, twelve. That's your eight to ten, you know, for most guys. But there's guys that are gonna fish that at at six mm-hmm. because we all fish differently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the uh, medium eight to fourteen that you got there. These are all spinners, right? So you're gonna do spinner reels. And in your case, you're gonna you're gonna fish basically two, four, and six. On well, those actually, three rods. I'll be honest with you. I actually picked up a new reel yesterday, but I'll be using. I will bring today two, mm-hmm. four, six, eight. 10 and 12 just because you know i have it and you know ben always says you gotta be prepared you might as well have it than not have it if you don't have it i guess you just take two pound and six pound maybe uh but i have it so i'm gonna bring everything out there okay now i've got the rods i already have the reels all brand new i went with uh the recommendation of um andrew and um 
and Steve. So I'm using the Trilene XL on, on a couple of the reels, and I'm using the Triple X on the other mm -hmm. reels. And mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know about this super light. I'm going to test them out. I'm going to see how they behave, because a lot of times, well, what makes you better is going and just doing it, so yep. that you learn. Okay. Yep. And I, when I said about the feel, it's kind of hard to. Um, to teach, you know, when to set the hook, okay? And it, so you, you try to show them and explain it, but sometimes it's that touch. You know, I was on the center console this week, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty easy. But not everybody had, you know, a, you know, a wide No, no, it's right. just experience, though. I, I it's think experience it, is... But how do you get experience? You got to go fishing. See, I mean, so let me tie this in. Yeah. CCA California, if yeah. you don't want them to take our, our, our spots away, get involved. Okay, so we have more spots to go yeah. fishing to acquire the experience. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have, you have me covered. Go ahead. So besides the three spinners, you said you wanted a couple of casters, right? Correct. For, for the, for the largemouth, for the mm -hmm. bass. And so what I brought you is a medium 1017 and a medium heavy 1220. And that's basically for you uh, to I fish. I have both of those. Yep. What do you yep. think? Okay, I haven't had this. Oh, the, the you know smile. what? And I, I'm going to be honest with you. So he gave me rods a long time ago. Right. And the rods that he gave me, I hate to tell you, were his rods. Mm -hmm. And I oh, felt the really, same thing he does what, with me. Yeah. I, I what, felt really bad. Was this the rod that floated that William No, mine. Oh, no, no. That one's so mine like, floated. I don't even want to go there. These, so what, these are, these so are what, freshwater rods. So what Ben and Sergio get are basically prototypes that I right. build. Right. I build them myself. I go fish them. And then I say, okay, guys, you know, can you go fish this for me? And let me know what you think. Wait. Well, see, that's... That's what other rod companies they get too big. They don't. They don't. They no, don't, no, they don't. They don't they check don't do their out research. their product. Yeah, you know, guys. This I, we got. We got to break here shortly. But here's the difference: fishing syndicate. It is a guy who loves to fish, who has some vision, and wants to wants to create a, a tool for him to make his job fishing easier. Okay. Well, he's achieved that. Once he's achieved that. He puts it out for all of everybody else to to share. Okay, I mean, so yes, and there's been some prototypes you have not gone forward oh, yeah. with. Plenty. That back okay. room is full of prototypes that are not getting built, and we'll probably build them at some point and just you know sell them sell them as you know one offs. You know, mm -hmm. like what Ben you know talks about the one rod with uh. With well, that will always be f never <laughs> forgotten in the history. Right. So, Very, so one, it, one of a kind. Right. So, so you have. <laughs> Uh, fat, what we call factory rods, which is just factory rat, but you also do custom work, which which is it's rare because you know back in the day you had to buy the blank and then take it to somebody to wrap before you remember. Yeah. Okay. This is still a, the same way. Yeah. No. But but here he does it both ways, which is it, killer. It's yeah. it's just a business model, you know. And then all all the apparel, yeah, but it's all, all done all under the one roof. This is this is the syndicate way, yeah. and and I know it's you know it's different. Everybody industry likes it, but. We're doing us. All right, I love that. Well, listen, we're going to be we're going to get syndicated for the rest of the show. So much happening. Everybody, hang on tight. Go grab another cup of coffee. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio, AMA 30.
Hi everybody, this is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Bally Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Bally Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AM830. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles and another little Pennywise. Bro thing. him, bro. That's right. That's for you. All right, this is the Ben 2 Music Hour. You like that? That's I like good. it. All I like right. Pennywise. So anyway, we, uh, we went to break. We were talking about the amazing uh, fishing syndicate rods, and I say, you know what, I'm I've been fishing them for at least five or six years now, and exclusively. And I do I take them everywhere. They've been from Canada down to uh, Cabo. I mean, they've been all over with me, and um, they're my girls. I mean, they they're part of my uh, of what I do. You know, they're the tools. And now you're you're and you're very well known for fre for saltwater, but you know, freshwater is a hidden gem that you got there. I know, Ben, you've been going out with a lot, a lot of good product out there. I know he's made some for you as well, Andrew. And now I've got, I get a feel, I get to, get to taste some of that. And it's all stuff that is proven. You call it the green monster, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Why? It's just, it's, it's, man, when you hook up, it's just a monster rod. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, it's so hard to explain exactly until you actually do it of the power of this little, you know, seven and a half foot rod and it's like being so light so skinny but has so much backbone but so much play in the tip that it's just it's just an all well one of the rod. reasons that i've learned over the years that uh, working with oliver um product quality yeah the the where he starts the quality is always very high I mean, you have that beautiful jig stick that you made. They, oh, it's just a fiberglass. No. What no, kind sir. of fiberglass yeah. is it? What yeah. kind of graphite? You said RX-6. The originals were RX-7. Yes. But the RX-7, unfortunately for people, and people don't get, don't get upset here, but if you don't know how to really test, I mean, put that rod to work, you will break it. We, 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 you know, you had yeah, some, a lot of breakage on it. It's those. paper thin. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you do a matte finish on RX-7 because of the sensitivity. So RX-7 
it's a thinner material than RX-6 graphite. And it's just more sensitive, but it's also more brittle. Now, it's perfect for the guys that fish tournaments, and mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. And you'll see the guys in the tournaments break rods left and right. They'll break one and just dump it and get the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to bring that back, and we are going to make that. But it's going to be a high-performance yeah, tournament so series. So, in other words, you can cover just about all their customer needs. So, if you got a beginner, you can you have rods for beginners, and you have rods for, like, like a Ben, okay, See, which is specific, right. very, very specific rods. And the RX-6 graphite, what it does is it, it gives, it gives uh, the angler a layer of protection. It's a safety net. Forgiveness. It's, it's more flexible. That's <laughs> it. It forgives. It's it forgives. more forgiving, you know. And by what we mean by that is it's more flexible. You are able to make little mistakes. Safety net, huh? Yeah. Ah. yeah. Mm. I call them something else, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there's a full array of rods also in freshwater. I'm looking at here. you got two bass rods that I, I can't wait to take them out today. But, but I can't wait to put them in the salt water. I mean, one's, one's rated 12 to 20. The other one's rated, what, uh, yeah. 10 to 17? 10 to 17, those casting ones, um, we we fish those for the spotties. Mm-hmm. We fish those at the wall um, for bass, you know, largemouth. And, I mean, largemouth. <laughs> uh, for calico and sand bass, right? Uh, the guys in the freshwater or the lakes, they use that for the striper and the big largemouth, you mm-hmm. know, with the bigger swim baits. So they're multi-purpose. You yeah. know, you, you, they, they, they cross over. Uh, we have a guy, uh, in fact, uh, Jesse, um, he took his 1017 uh, out of Redondo on a trip, right? Uh, Linka Jigs, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And he caught a yellowtail on that 1017. Look, it's a solid 15-pound rod if you use it properly. Yeah, it's, this, these things are, thing is stout. Full of, these are stout. Full yeah, of, this I mean, isn't you know a, what? This isn't We're going to see what a bluefin do, does to him. Well, can I? Can I? Can they'll, uh, Look, they'll do whatever honestly, you want to do. It's a 15-pound rod. So you tell me, yeah, can absolutely. you fish albacore? Can you fish yellowtail? Oh, this would be perfect for albacore. Yes. Right? But exactly. The whole thing with rods like this, when I look at rods like... I'm sorry. When I'm looking at the rods, you guys. Um, the whole thing with rods like that is you're looking at... Um, those things are you could fish a swim bait on, or else you can drag jigs on the bottom mm-hmm. for your spotters. You could do a whole bunch of stuff with those yep. rods. They mm-hmm. work perfect. They cover so much. One rod with a 100 or 200 size reel. Guys want to put a 300-size reel on that rod. It nah, just doesn't belong there. It's too yeah. much. Plus, you know what? And you know, what drives me is weight. I've always said make them as light as possible. Yep. I mean, these are feather light. Um, you put a smaller reel and just make sure you, you, you check it. For example, sometimes, like the 300, I love the Valiant 300 because it's so light. I mean, it works great, mm-hmm. but it's also so light. It's lighter than a lot of the bait casters. It is. All right, so you don't have the little line guide. All right, big deal. But you never know what you're going to have. I loaded it with 12-pound test, okay? And the El Dorado trip, that's all I fished. 12-pound. We had uh, big bonita. We had big yellows. And we had uh, we even had some lingcod and bluefin in there. It's doable, mm-hmm. okay? So, yeah, I'm going to see these rods. I'm going to put these rods to the test. So I was, for that one, I was using the famous bass rod. You know me? That's yep. that's an extension of my arm. Well, uh, Serge, these, these um, casting rods you got there, the medium 1017 and medium heavy 1220. Mm-hmm. Next time we're on this gif, 
and fish for the spiders inside, those are the ones you want to be using. Okay, we're going to do that. Anyway, listen, I know, Andrew, you've got to get going because you're going to get an early start on the, on get everything set up for us. Um, I want to cover one more subject before you go, and that is I need everybody to save the date, and that's going to be May 20th and 21st, the Lake Elsinore Dream Extreme Fishing Derby brought to you by the Lake Elsinore Casino. Well, don't forget about May 19th. That's the captain's Well, that's meeting. the captain's meeting, but the, the actual fishing will occur on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's welcome. It's a derby, not a tournament. And uh, give me some lake news. Well, the lake news, pretty big news, is that this weekend, it's a very, very, very good possibility that the lake will be open. So it could happen anytime today. It mm-hmm. could happen tomorrow. But they will make an announcement, meaning that fishing We'll be ready to go again. Yeah, the algae situation has yep. been resolved, and I have it from a good source, Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore, that they will be doing a huge stocking mm-hmm. prior to the uh, to the derby. I just want to say this. The lake has been closed for quite a while. Yeah. Nobody was touching those, those wipers. Oh, I know. Can't wait. Okay, and it's if they grow crazy. an inch a month, yep. think about it. Okay, so um, Andrew, is there anything else before we're, you have to go that you want to add? Uh, you know, from the freshwater world. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, there is one more lake that I do want to cover, and that lake is a little bit north from us. Uh, it is Lake Amador. The reason why I want to cover it is because the other day. Uh, a 15.28 pound Amador Gold, which is their version of Lightning, mm-hmm. uh, was caught and is the now official new lake record no. for Amador Gold. Now, what I wasn't aware of, I thought Lightning Trout or Amador Gold had to be that yellow or golden color, but apparently there's some that have an off brownish color. They have different, uh, different calm tint, mm-hmm. I guess, to them. And uh, the one that the guy caught, you know, my first, you know, thought of it was, oh, maybe it's a cut bow. I said, but, you know, they said, no, that is an Amador, Amador Gold. So a new lake record was caught, five, uh, 15 pounds, two eight, two eight ounces, and the guy was throwing a Rapala. So, but, but this is a crazy thing about the lake. That's a 15-pounder, right? Substantial, big, 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 big trout. But earlier in the week, they put a 24 to 25-pound cut bow in and nobody's mm. caught it yet okay. that's the esti- hmm. estimation so that's going to be if it is caught that's going to be, be the, the new lake record, record for I sure like that's the way you fish trout with the rapala yeah yep. rapala i like the marishads for moner those are good too mm-hmm. so yeah Big thomas boyens yep. and all that so any, uh, i will go in that lake? today no, no. i will go today <laughs> and fish but i'm not doing this bait and wait Me i either. have to throw stuff yeah. i gotta be mm-hmm. moving if not i yep. get bored so okay andrew uh, go get everything ready. We'll meet you there. and then I'll, I'll get a few by the time you guys get up. Uh-huh. All right. John's already <laughs> at the lake, so we're good to go. There it All is. All right. All right, folks. Everybody, hang on tight. Our, num- our number one in the books. Boy, wow, that was quick. Come back. We'll talk to the sheriff. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles.
Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And when that song comes on, Howard, you got to turn it up, all right, because it's a jig slinger. It's Mr. Danny Jackson, the sheriff, the man about town, the one guy you don't want to cross when it's film time. Okay, when it comes to editing, when it comes to production, don't cross the jig slinger. Without further ado, my dear friend, Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Sergio, and uh, and a special good morning to Ben Seacrest, Oliver Solis, two of the very good guys in this industry, and it's uh, nice to have you guys in there this morning. Good morning. So I've got a, good morning, Danny. Yeah, good morning, guys. I've uh, got a special show tomorrow, uh, Sergio, for the big, it's a big game tomorrow, but a very, uh, very special show lined up for everybody. I'll get to that in just a second. Um just wanted to say, you know, we've got uh, the outdoor shows are coming up. You know, it's that time of year. Gonna, I know you're having Bart on later. You, uh, and uh, we got Del Mar coming up. We got Costa Mesa, the PCS. We got Long Beach, uh, Bart Hall uh, coming up. And it's all of this in a few weeks. And it, it really, it's a special time of year, especially for me and well, any fisherman, because it, re- it really does kick off the fishing season. We can load up with our tackle at very special show prices. I know you're going to cover some of that later. But anyway, let's get into our show for tomorrow morning at 8.30. Um, very special show from Haida Gwaii in British Columbia, formerly known as the Queen Charlotte Islands of British Columbia, and our friend Valerie there at Queen Charlotte Safaris. But anyway, the name of the show is Love at the Charlottes. And uh, it's just a beautiful show, a lot, a lot of... of uh, Chinook or King Salmon, it really is the King Salmon capital of the world. And, and of course, huge lingcod, halibut, all the bottom grabbers, huge bottom grabbers. And and it's you you and Rhonda, of course, and Chad and JoJo with hookup baits. But it's it's a great show. It's a fan favorite. Maybe you want to say something about that one, uh, Sergio? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, here's the thing. We had gone up to British Columbia. Like, we've gone to Alaska and stuff. But British Columbia, because of Valerie. Um, and you saw some of that where we went. Uh, Salmon Falls, Ben. When we went to Salmon Falls, yeah. That was awesome. Awesome. And and Queen Charlotte's, what happens, um, The fe- you can see the female touch and everything. I mean, the bathrooms are impeccable. Uh, no, no, the, the, no, that everything. whole thing was amazing. It, I'm but sure you have, where you you're have, at, it's yeah, great. And it's even better there. Yeah. And, and so it's a great place to take your significant other. You fish with your wife all the time. Okay, you fish with your daughters all the time. Yep. It's a great place to take you know, a female and she'll feel, wow. And, you know, and the other thing is the fishing is so easy. Okay. In fact, um, I, I can I can tie this in. I think you see it on on the episode. You're gonna see Rhonda catch a um, a king salmon, and she catches it on the bass rod with a with a 300 a BB 300 with, with all their attachments. So they have the the, the what do they call the knuckle busters? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at those things and I'm going, well, yeah, but I mean. Drags have already been invented. That, that's the history of their well, okay, fishing. Well, so I do one or two yeah. of those, and then I go, you know what? Drags have been invented. Yeah. Better rods have been invented. So I just put their trolling gear on the bass rod and the 300, 
and it is heaven. So you're going to see her, and it, it, it actually makes it a lot more fun because you can actually pull on the fish. It's really good. So you'll see that. You'll see a lot of wildlife. You'll see uh, just going to be an amazing episode. So beautiful to be there. Weather um, is hardly ever an issue like it is in Alaska because you're in the it's in the fjords, right? You're, you're always pretty much protected. Yeah. You can yeah. go in open water, and that's where you catch all the big lings and the big uh, halibut. Um, you got uh, quillbacks are everywhere. Okay, I've caught well with you, Danny. One year I caught this behemoth of a of a yellow eye. I have a photo. Oh of it. yeah, okay. yeah. Thank God we got it yeah. on film. And so, I mean, yeah, it's a fantastic show. I highly recommend everybody. Hey, guys, this is the one you want to show your girl. So grab a cup of coffee or have breakfast and watch this one with them because they'll get hooked. And I'll tell you, a lot of couples have been going up there. I've heard it from, um, from Valerie that her clientele is changing. She goes to get them a lot more couples. And I said, well, that's, that's beautiful. You know, from Well, you know, Sergio, you always say couples who fish together stay together. Well, right, I'm going on so, 37 years, so I, I hope so. I I know that. Well, anyway, uh, at eight o'clock tomorrow morning, you'll, the, our viewers will get one last look at Battle of the Branches, another great episode, and then uh, Love of the Charlottes will air and premiere tomorrow at eight thirty tomorrow morning, uh, and then it'll air five times during the week. So it'll be a good way to start off a, a big day. It's a big day tomorrow for a lot of us. So. Be a good way to start the day off, Sergio, and the weekend. So. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. And, and, you know, Danny, I did get a chance to go out. I was talking to a little bit earlier about it. Got a chance to go on the Freedom Boat Club. I know you and I love to go and had a really good day on the water. And we got halibut, calico bass, sand bass, sculpin. Um, got a chance to fish some of the um, local stones that you and I like to fish. And a lot of those, like at the Isers, for example, there used to be a lot of white fish, a lot of what I call junk fish. I didn't even see it. It was all straight quality bass, uh, mostly calico bass suspended. Um, so it was great for a jig. And then um, if you got to the bottom and you didn't get stuck because <laughs> we were drifting, you got some really good quality sand bass. So there's some quality fish there. People don't realize winter fishing. That's where the big boys eat. That's we where have, yeah. We have a date yeah. next week, right? What's that? We have a date next week. Well, yeah, we're gonna go. You want to mention it? <laughs> and the boat sold out. You know what? <laughs> right? No, boat sold out, so we don't mention it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, then we're gonna go. On a, I'm gonna finally go back on a twilight. I haven't been on a twilight in probably ten years. Okay, but I'm gonna go on a twilight with uh, with Oliver. And go say hello to some, some friends up north in Marina del Rey. I just gave it away. Okay. Yeah, but Marina del Rey. Okay. So, uh, Jackson. It's all good. So, Jackson, thank you for everything you do. It's, it's an amazing episode. I'm glad you put this one there. I think it's ideal. And uh, we'll report back from uh, Finn and Feather. Okay. In fact, I'll invite you to join me when we have Derek cook the trout. I would love that. Okay. I would love that. You bet. I'll give you okay. that. Okay. All right, Jackson. Okay. All right, you guys have a great weekend, a big day tomorrow. Okay. Uh, bye, Danny. Danny. Bye-bye. See you guys. Okay, bye-bye. So, Sergio, you went, you went there, right, and you, you were using the, the, the uh, bass rod, which is full graphite. And as Ben said, right, that's not what they like to use up there. They, they love their glass rods, you know, bend all the way down to the handle, right? It, it's a style of fishing. But you know how Jeffrey Velopando and others have gone to work up there? Mm -hmm. I've had two captains from up there call. And they well, want we, we, a graphite rod. We can give you... Well, the captain you fish with. That's the guy. He he called, and then two other captains called, 
and they just want these graphite rods, which is completely different than what you're used yeah, to yeah, seeing. Yeah. You so, know? But here's, you got to get the story. So Ben and I show up over there, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to lay down all my rods and stuff. And, and the captain happened to be there. I say, hey, you want to come and take a look at what I brought and what do you think should be set up, right? Yeah. And he looks at me. And, I mean, dude, you're just looking at the entire fishing syndicate line, you know, for, for Alaska. And the valiance, okay, all lined up, pretty ready to go. And he goes, "Ah, don't worry about it. I got stuff on the boat." Dismissing it. You got to remember they don't understand. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, and so we go the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And I put a hookup bait on. Okay, and they have their way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And I, I I cast it out and catch a fish on the first one. I catch it, uh, cast it again, catch another fish. And then Ben says, "You know, I'm doing the same thing." So you and I went to town, and he's going. He can't even believe that we're getting bit on a hookup bait. So I actually said, here, you cast it. And he did. He caught a fish, and that's where he got to see the rod work, the real work. The sensitivity, the that lightness, work. yep, the power. And but, by, the, by the end of the first day, he goes, hey, I'm going to need some numbers here. But, you, but you, you, you find that everywhere you go. If you go to Hawaii... Right, they they fish the way they fish over there. Uh, you, you, go, <laughs> See, you, you know, I know right? Hawaii too well. You, you go yeah. to Baja and the exact same thing. Captain's yeah. okay, like, what are you doing? You know, like, we don't fish this stuff here. And then they see you catch fish and like, wait, hang on, let me see that. Okay. Um, but next time you go, so you know, we we got you all the all the graphite bass and trout stuff right now. All the new saltwater stuff is already completed. Wow. So we're gonna meet next Friday and then you know go through that. But what you're getting in that is you're getting two new bass rods with the FS wing grips. Mm. So you'll have that you know nice texture uh, on your hand. Those are the best. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I love those things. That's the reason we invested so much yeah. money in creating our own with our logo. Thousands of pieces well, and, you know, and, and that we have now. And that's the one that, you know, how light does that make that rod? Between the rod itself, the Valiant 300 that goes on my bass rod, I casted it. And as I was casting it, somebody bumped me. And my rod went overboard, and I'm—I mean, I'm ready to jump in the water, and I see it go down a foot, and then it just came it up bounced. and it was floating. But yeah, because because it's it's EVA, so not only is it weightless, right? It it also buoyant. serves as a as buoyant, yeah, it serves as a, um, a floating device as long as your reel is not in gear. Too heavy, yeah, or well, in gear it, and yeah. then eight ounces attached to it. No, no, it, it I was fly lining a sardine, <laughs> never got a chance to put it in gear. So it two was ounces perfect. might come up, not eight ounces, as yeah, we yeah. as we learned. Um, so, but you're also getting a light medium inshore composite, oh. and those is what I'm thinking. Those guys out there will love Ben because these composite um, inshore blanks you haven't seen yet, they are so flexible at that tip. I mean, they are whippy. But you, you, the thing that you got to understand is is I, I still get to fish everywhere, and I go into places, and they're primitive. So they're f- so far behind mm-hmm. with the way that they fish that when you watch it and you're just trying to deal with it, you're just like, okay, I'm not going to go and try to, to push my feelings on someone. I'm going to go through and let him react to what's happening for me. Mm-hmm. I, a couple weeks ago, I had it happen where I was at, and I'm not going to say where, but... Mm-hmm. They were looking at it, and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for every different type. When you go to Fiji, right? I'm sure you yeah. get that, too. Oh, no. Fiji's, like, insane. It's crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, here's what I've learned over the years. Uh, it's good to um, pay attention, okay, to what they're saying, because they're, they're giving you a lot of knowledge. And if you're an experienced fisherman, okay, like we were talking before, then you can take that knowledge Mix it with yours, and then you go to town. Because I mean, look, be honest. The the look I got 
in my room there when he was showing him the rods, the captain actually just said, I'm not fishing with you. But I said, okay, no problem. I'll just take yeah. him anyway. Yeah. And then when he sees him in action, then they can't believe. It's like, I mean, well, listen, you, you, you went over, you took the kite over to the East Coast, didn't you? Long, t- long time ago, the kite fishing oh, with yeah. Marciano. Yeah, but they've been doing kite fishing for a long time. They just don't. They kite fish with baits, and I kite fish with lures, right. right? So I showed them how to kite fish with lures. So it's a whole different deal. But I think the most important thing as an angler or a fisherman anywhere, let's just not say a fisherman anywhere, is to open your eyes and open your ears and be able to listen to something new and be able to go, that might be something I can use. And that's the only way you're going to grow. You got to learn. Person. You got to learn science. Enjoy the yeah. sport, but learn the science well, as yeah. well. You know, you say science. You know, we were talking about that earlier about the the fishy, the fishy, the, the fishing. The <laughs> He's fishy. tired. I can tell yeah. how tired yeah. he is right yeah. now. Yeah. No, I'm More thinking coffee. all we got to do today. But um, uh, between the technology that's going to, that's been going into t- reels, especially reels. Okay, now you're applying that technology to your rods, and that's what I think. That's what sets you a little bit up heart from everybody else you react quickly to the needs okay i mean how many you've said that ben you know you know i think what he reacts to though also is that him and i talk we've been talking for a long time but i've come up with a couple things and i've thrown them at him and he looks at me for a minute and then he says you know i sort of can hear that and see that in his head and what we do it's it's just going bantering back and forth figuring out what information is pertinent and what isn't and be able to adapt that information and bring it out in a rod or bring it out in a reel or whatever because it's going to take the rod guys and the reel guys to create the right products to catch the fish that you're looking to catch. Yeah, something balanced that you could yeah. enjoy. So, yeah, wait till you see those inshore composites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them just going bananas over those uh, and, and using them with a bait cast or a, a 300 size Valiant yeah. trigger seat, right, which they go like, what the heck is that? And, and then, of course, they're going to be like, what is this grip, you know? Uh, it's just comfortable and it's it's super light. I'm excited about about that stuff. We we I don't, I re- unfortunately I remember the days of standing at the rail, okay, fishing with four rods and all that stuff and how heavy they were. I remember those days. Okay, and think about standing there all day and it's like, well, you don't have to anymore. I'm glad everything to, is light. The yep. valiant has to be the lightest thing I've seen. The, nothing really comes close. Well, it's thirty five percent. You know, lighter than anything else yeah. that size. Yeah. Those are the lightest. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, even even better than some of the bait casters. So I, uh, people say, oh, just put a, a 400 bait caster size. And I go, why? Yeah, that's I don't have to real. give up anything with a Valiant 300. I got more power and more drag than any of those bait yep. casters. All right. Are you listening to that song? Who is it? Who is this? Okay. Nobody knows. I'm too young for this one. <laughs> no, I, I know this song, but I can't think of the who Unforgiven. It is. I think it's the Metallica. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, everybody, hang on tight. Angler Chronicles will be right back. Angels Radio. AM 830. 
Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio AM 830 Welcome back everybody This is uh, You like that song We're all rocking out of here Angry Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA And we are going to be in Fin and Feather Palmdale and it is cold, okay, up there. What? Okay. How cold is it right now? It is so cold. Now it is. I think okay. about thirty-one now in the morning as the sun comes up. It will come That's up to a, sixty. You know what? It, it's the same as it is in Pyramid, but when yeah, it comes but, up to Pyramid, it only comes up to like forty-one. Yeah, but here in Southern California, where we are right now at Angel Stadium, it's like 50, 58. I know, but I'm just telling you, there's trust me. So when, where where are your long johns? Uh, where are your long johns? Okay, uh, get, get ready. Layer up. Layer up like Alaska. Okay. Yep. So um, Oliver, you got me hooked up with some great rods. Um, I just, I'm amazed at your freshwater lineup, to be honest with you. I'm not a big, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time, uh, freshwater fishing, but when I do, I prefer, okay, to do bass, largemouth and smallmouth, especially the smallmouth up in Oregon. Oh my Lord. Mm -hmm. The Umpqua River is crazy. Can you imagine 4,000 fish per square mile? That's what they boast. What you have to do is go to the Great Lakes, and you will completely real, yep. blow your mind yep. away. Yep. If you love the Umpqua like uh -huh. that, you go to the Great Lakes, or you go to Minnesota and fish um, uh, Indian Crux River. Um, there's a couple rivers in Minnesota that I fish with um, uh, Al Linder and his brother. I mean, I caught... I probably caught five, five-and-a-half-pounders and, and watched him catch a seven. Mm -hmm. To catch a five-pound smallmouth... Mm. That's all time. To catch one in California, it's almost impossible, yep. right? But when you can go back there and they have such an abundance and the fish have never seen any lures, it's absolutely insane. And, right. and what you talk about, you know what? those gotta, are my well, favorite fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with smallmouth until they went up to the Umqua River. And it's crazy. At one point, I took the hooks. I had a, 
uh, a DD20, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm casting that crankbait out, and I took the hooks off. Yeah. Okay, and just bringing it across, and you watch it get. They're like over. dogs, oh, man. Yeah, they're yeah. they're knock, like knock, knock, they're knock. like little mm-hmm. dogs that are super gnarly. Mm-hmm. And, and all kinds of sizes. I can't believe how hard they fight. They remind me more of a saltwater thing. Because I mean, I'll be honest, largemouth bass, even some bigger ones I've caught. I mean, I, I think the the thing is getting bit. I think is the biggest thing, not necessarily the fight. Well, they don't the, fight like a cow. It's though. the excitement of the chase, and then that and initial, that and then, initial and reaction then finding of the fish. Them. Right. Yes. So I grew up fishing largemouth, right? Mm-hmm. And I ran into the small mass that we have here at the lakes. But it's the excitement of the chase. It's that first reaction of the bass just coming out of the water, shaking its head like a dorado. I mean, how many times have you lost fish like that because they, quote unquote, spit the hook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We pull the hook off, obviously. Uh, fish don't spit, guys. They don't spit the hook. We pull the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just exciting to, to, to see that. And so because I grew up doing that, I love fishing for stripers, as you know. And so when you're fishing for stripers, and, and look, you go on a boat, it's fun, but there's something to be said about walking the banks by yourself, becoming one with nature, you and your thoughts. That's what I like. I like fishing because that just gets me out into my own space. Right, my fortress of solitude is that it's walking the bank, casting and cranking, right? And so, these these rods are designed for that. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the boat and you carry all six of them, you're gonna be casting and cranking all day, and you're not gonna feel that that weight and that pressure. So, all of them are gonna be able to you know um, cover a a type of bass fishing, whether you're doing a crankbait, whether you're doing a stick bait, whether you're drop shotting on the 6 to 12, whether you're throwing a swim bait on the 12 to 20. And then, Sergio, an extension of these these RX-6 rods, which I'm going to make a, a, a change in the future in the next couple of years. There's the inshore composite, I mean, the inshore graphite that you have, the XL and the L. Mm-hmm. For the guys that know bass fishing, Ben, all that is is a heavy and an extra heavy. And then I have a medium coming in, which is basically a double X, 15, uh, 20 to 40. So the guys that fish freshwater bass, they understand these ratings. If you're a saltwater guy, you understand extra light, light, medium. If you're a freshwater bass guy, you understand that there's a heavy, an extra heavy, a double X, applicable to the freshwater, mm-hmm. you know, for big swim baits. And those rods you could actually take into the ocean and go fish for any type of bass, including sea bass and double X, which is a 20 to 40 rod, it's a perfect 30 pound yellowtail rod. And so at some point I'm gonna merge this all into just bass rods, straight RX-6, and then you decide. Well, I have, a, I have a thought for you. Why don't you make me one, I need one, because I gotta, I gotta one travel. I'm not gonna travel, I can only take so many rods. One one, you know what? One think, good one for the East Cape. Listen, think about insuring no, the East Cape. No, but I'm just, I, I am, I'm totally, I got you. I fish with you a ton. But make them heavy. Don't make them an extra heavy because the extra heavy is taking a 34-inch bat, handing you a 34-inch bat that's got two or three extra, two or three extra ounces on it. Mm-hmm. I fish swim bait rods. I know all about them. For when he says extra heavy, I fish heavies. Mm-hmm. And the reason I hit fish a heavy is because I want to see the bite. I want to see the hook set, but I don't want to have a problem with. Anything, any breaking any fish off, and a lot of that will happen with those bigger ones because when he says extra heavy, he's talking about a big bait that you're throwing. Yeah. 
You don't yeah. want that one. That's mm-hmm. I won't even use them. They're just so, too heavy for me. Right. So what's your biggest swim bait say that you cast? Is it like- I mean, the swim baits that I fish, I don't. I fish stuff that's. Like a six inch. That's oh no no! I fish. I'll fish. I'll fish ten, ten, ten You know, inch. a ten mm-hmm. inchers. That's mm-hmm. maybe three to four ounces sure. or something like sure. that. Yep. Yep, and and so for that you would want you know that rod that's rated fifteen thirty twenty forty. Yeah. You still want that that's action? The fifteen mm-hmm. thirties, right? When he says twenty forty, that's I like think stout. that is a, this, it's, a yellow, I mean, it's a yellow. How about rod. an A rig casting an A rig? Oh, the, the A rigs are nothing compared yeah, to casting nah. a big swim bait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A rig, you want to? You could go with an A rig and do a medium you get heavy a 10, or 12 inch yeah. swim bait, and I you know they could get up to six ounces. Yeah. Eight. I mean, it's it's you know depending on 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 the brand that you're using, right? So like the triple trout, you know when you you use their bigger uh, swim baits, and uh, those things are heavy, and you need a stout rod to be able to cast that, you know, with forty See, pound I, test. I, honestly, I I'm like like I grew up fishing swim baits. I know more about swim bait fishing. I'm not, I shouldn't say that. I know a lot about swim bait fishing, probably more than most people, because mm-hmm. I've done it a lot and I've caught a lot of big fish on it. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is having the right rods. Because when we figured out the calico bass stuff, it was all about musky rods. And then we went away from musky right. rods to actually the guys at Loomis made me some swim bait rods. And the first time in my life I had an eight foot swim bait rod, there was a 10, there was what I would call 12, a 16, and a 20. Mm-hmm. The 20 I never went near because it was really, it was basically a 20 to 40. 16 was a yep. 16 to. 16 to 30, 30. Mm-hmm. right? So yep. it's just like you're talking yep. about. Mm-hmm. The small one's good for light line. Yes. The mid one's good for whatever you're doing. But a very rare, very rare you're going to use that big one. And the big one is, it's it's full of pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. show you the ones I started and, and, out with. They're crazy. And it's a, it's a culture thing, right? Like everything yeah. else, right? There's, there's a culture of people uh, that they fish nothing but nine foot heavy rods with 40 pound line for this. 12-inch baits, and, and they're the ones getting, for the most part, those you know, 15 to 30-pound stripers at these, at these local lakes. So you'll, you'll have this whole lineup, and then, um, then we're going to go back and, and create the tournament series, which will be high-performance, nothing but RX-7. Uh, it's going to have a sticker prize that says tournament mm-hmm. series. Okay, we have about 30 seconds. Do me a favor. Um, people don't realize you actually have a shop they can go to. Where is it located? Um, 200 South Beach in La Habra. Mm-hmm. Um, you could walk in there and pull in the rods. We are going to make all of this stuff that we make uh, right now available through dealers. We already started with six models, and everything we make will eventually make it into the dealers. Yeah, so the, the best way to do it, we're talking about experience and put feel. Just you got to go to the shop. Yeah, 200 South sure. Main, I mean, South Beach, 200 South Beach in La Habra. Yes, All sir. right, folks, we're going to take a short break here. Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. We'll be right back. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 
714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angler Chronicles. That's right. Angels Radio, AM at 30, KLAA. You know the name of the song? I like, I like the name of the song. What, what is it? United. Huh? United by Pennywise. All right. Uh, folks, uh, we've been talking a lot about a lot of stuff today. We covered a lot of things today. Uh, specifically, you know, rod building, uh, matching them up with the right reels. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that happens one of the things that's happening starting thursday is the bart hall show in del mar okay that's uh it's going to start the season off um you're going to have the accurate booth here right yeah i got a 10 by 20 there i'll be there every day um and well you know we just ended up talking a little bit we talked more than a little bit about rods or whatever else but the best thing to do is if you're looking at rods and you're, you know, even if you don't have the money right now to buy one, but you want to learn more, go to the shows and hook up with, you know, the rod guys, the real guys, and you can have all the information you need. So it's the six P's ahead of time. And um, so, I mean, Oliver, are you at Del Mar? We're not going to be at Del Mar. You'll okay. be at PCS, which yeah. is the one that follows that when two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Del Mar is pretty much a family show in the sense that it's going to have dogs. You'll have boats. You'll see people, you know, doing all sorts the of lumberjacks. different lumberjacks. Lumber. Well, I don't know if they, yeah, they yeah, used to they do had, that. They yeah. had, uh, lumberjacks will be there too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's a return of the quote unquote. Are you going to be there? Show. Yes, I'll be there, but I'll be doing seminars on Bay of LA. No uh-huh. booth in San Diego, but um, we will be there doing seminars. I'll, I'll probably will walk around yeah. as well. Well, I thought you had a booth. It was a kissing booth. Oh, well, yeah, you're not doing that this year. <laughs> no, the, the couch, huh? The problem is the line, the, the line of girls, and now with COVID, oh, I didn't see those with last COVID, time. I don't know with COVID. I don't know. Oh, it's all good. Well, so, no, Rod, so um, Rhonda said no more booth for you. No more booth. What I'll do is I'll just bring a couch and put it in your booth. You can do that. There you go. And I'll no just sit because I, I like to sit in the couch. You know, I'll come. I'll come by and say hi. There you go. Oh, you're gonna go to the show? Um, I wasn't planning on, but I'll, I'll come by. I think I'll go in the yeah, middle I'll go of the day. Down there. Yeah. That'd be good. All yeah. right, so that's um, down at Del Mar Fairgrounds, and then followed by that is the PCS, Pacifico Sport Fishing Magazine, is putting on this show with Bill DePriest. Um, it's amazing how he just grew. It's, oh, that shows it went from, like, one one, one hallway, two hallways, and you know, now it's, like, I, I four was, hallways. I was there at his seven. first one. Oh, it's seven hallways. He's got the entire... 
uh, area or the entire, you know. Yeah. It's uh, like a patio. It's like a fold. Yeah. I mean, he's got one building just for freshwater. Yeah. So were you there at the first one? I was. It's the only one I did is the first one. And then I mean, it I was didn't just do a it. room. It I didn't was do all it about until calico bass fishing. Last year, the year. Yeah, no, I was there. I watched the panel you and didn't everything have a booth. else. Oh, I had a booth. Oh, wow. See, yeah. I remember that. I remember going to the first one. Mm-hmm. It was really dark. Yeah. Okay, you go in there and you check it out. And it was like, I went to hear Jimmy Decker. Okay, he yeah. was doing a seminar or something I wanted to listen to. And I, I, I went to hear him and got so much information on Caligo bass fishing. It was crazy. Okay, so that that was that was good. So that's the Bart Hall. I keep telling myself it's not for Hall. It's right. Bart Hall show in Del Mar starts this weekend. Do you have the, um, the exact uh, time for the PCS? The Pacific Coast. No, I, do. I, I can look it, it up. Yeah, yeah look, let's look it up because I want to make sure we give. Um, so the whole show done in Del Mar runs from Thursday or? Yeah, Thursday to Sunday. So the 16th through the 19th. And PCS is March 1st through March 5th. March 2nd. Well, setup's the first, I yeah. guess. Okay, so March yeah, 2nd, 3rd. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then at the end of March. Which will be the 29th through April second. April second will be the Long Beach. Will be the Long Beach Fred, uh, Bart Hall. Okay, and I heard that uh, Saturday everybody gets in for free. Everything's free. Really? Yeah, because it's April Fools. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. That's yeah, awesome. I don't know about okay. April Fools. Are you freeze? Um, freeze for me? Are you gonna be at Day of the Dog, Sergio? I will be at the Day of the Docks, and when is that one? Uh, that is on Sunday, the March 19th. March 19th, correct. Day no, I won't be at Day of the Docks. I'll be in, in New Jersey doing the saltwater fishing exposition. So many shows. Jersey. So, yeah, we're, we'll, be, uh, we'll be at Day of the Docks. The, the nice thing about Day of the Docks, it happens right there between H&M and Fisherman's Landing. So you're there. You can go check out all the boats. All the boats are in. Primarily. So you can go check them out. A lot of the boats have like an open house. You can come in. Mm-hmm. I know they do cooking classes on the Ocean Odyssey, um, all that stuff. We will have a booth. It's, it's a really good local, you know, Southern California local hangout, okay? Because you see manufacturers there, but it's more of a hangout. It's not so much as a show environment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've you know? done, jeez, uh, I think I've done Day at the Dock since pretty much the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. The summer goes way back. I can't, I can't remember how. So, how are, so are you going to be there? So, I'm gonna be there. We're gonna have, we're gonna have uh, four spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, there we'll bring apparel, you know. And um, H&M uh, is one of our dealers, so we'll uh, you know push uh, all the rods, uh, all the factory rod tails through them, and we'll bring a, a few other samples of stuff for people to check out. Um, March 10th to the 12th, there's a show in Bakersfield. It is called the Central Valley Sportsman's yeah, Show. Yeah, that's Cope's Tackles. Cope's mm-hmm. Tackle. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they bought the show from the original guy who's yeah. been running it. Mm-hmm. So because Cope's is uh, one of you know one of our dealers mm-hmm. uh, up in Bakersfield, so we we're gonna go up there, spend three days up there. Um, great striper fishing uh, at the local watering holes. So. We'll make it make it a you know, put, those, trip. put those rod to work. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, so that that pretty much takes care of the shows. I mean, this is the month. Okay, after that we leapfrog and get ready to to go fishing heavy duty. Uh, have you? So let me. You know, one thing I haven't asked you in a long time. No, I'm not. What's the secret? <laughs> well, you are. But what's yeah. the secret on bluefin? Is there any bluefin out there? Have you heard anything? They're there. 
Well, so you they know, are, they there's are there. fish out there, but I just don't think anybody's really focused on trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of the lo- a lot of the boats right now are, are getting maintenance. I'm much needed yeah. maintenance. Okay, so you know what? I, the way I look at how how going 12 months a year on that stuff. Yeah, oh my God, I can't. I can barely handle it just doing it like two or three months when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So year. I mean, they're going to be back. We're going to see some more stuff. The stuff that was happening up in Northern California, like a lot of guys don't even know, but they were they had a 246 pound big eye up there. A big eye that that's a big big eye. Mm-hmm. No. Actually, you know what? I think it was a yellowfin, and the big eye was just at 200. They had two really big fish out of Bodega Bay that were just massive. Yellowfin and Bodega Bay. Come on. No, no. Swear to God, they had a wow. 246 pounder. Go through and look it up. I'm, wow. Again, I'm not going to no, tell I don't you. Doubt if it's you. One I just the can't believe. Up no, there it's you crazy. Get that big. And then the way I know it is that the guys up at Outdoor Pro Shop had been calling me and, hey, what tackle are we using? What baits? How do you do this? How do you do that? The first thing it was like, hey, you know, why don't you just try Mad Mac, troll that 12, 14 knots, use an ATD 30, put a put a hundred pound on the reel, use one thirty, boom, they got one, one forty, hundred forty pounder, right? And they were like, wow. And then they they call me and they go, what do we do with these foamers? I was like, <laughs> are you really seeing foamers up there? And they're like, yeah. And it was full blown foam. Wow. And that was happening. I want to say that happened. Uh, Late August, late August, but September it was on fire. September they were well, I mean, they were having lots of fish up that so, way. So bluefin is not like yellowfin that's a you know warm water fish. Bluefin is more of a colder water fish. So you know, I'm not surprised that these fish are sticking around. There's food here. It's, it, there, we've you know. never seen that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that stuff go up there it's like that. It's almost like the currents have them corralled. That's right. exactly what that's I'm what thinking. Same yeah. thing. And they're following bait sources, and yep. they're getting on on the baits. The currents crowd them. And then- because then it's a, there is cold water. Yeah. I went out, and it was cold. I mean, we had 54-degree water at one point. I go, wow. Yeah. So I started, you know, I, I like to fish over 100 for the bigger bass. Yeah. I, I came to 60, 50. Feet and started catching. They've moved over to warmer water, but these pockets. But people don't realize just because your surface temperature is one thing doesn't mean that fifty feet below that it's the same temperature. It's going to be if everything would be ideal, it'd be colder, right? Mm -hmm. But no, you got currents that go. That's right. Well, there's stratospheres. Yeah, yeah, there's currents going all over the place. So as long as the bait stick around, they will stick around in a temperate. You know temperature so well and, and you think about the west coast i mean just this week i've had to do um species seasons throughout the entire united states just because my my whole market's united states and talking to guys about the bluefin fishery and then talking to the guys about you know the fishery in the hudson canyon and talking about everything's changing everywhere everywhere everything's changing times that things show up are changing I, they were telling me, hey, you know, this year they said June, that's real early for bluefin. So I went and hung out with uh, Marciano. Mm-hmm. We caught bluefins in June. I went on a trip, a couple days, boom, we had like five of them. <laughs> you know, so it's like you end up going on these trips and you're like, is that is that normal? No. Then, w- you know, we're still going. W- what's the date? Oh, it's past Thanksgiving. No. Point, point of the matter yeah. is I think the, the whole thing of the whole – globe is changing with yep. these currents yep mm-hmm. seasons are changing well i mean um they're saying now i, I don't know but some of the, some because of the size of some of the tuna that they're breeding here now 
and they're they're being born here. Yeah, now. I don't know. I, I'm not smart I, enough to I'm figure not, that one Neither out. am yeah. I. But I had heard that. I go, well, they've been here around a long time, and we have big fish to little tiny fish. Yeah. Maybe. That's my theory. Oh, I mean, that's your theory? It, it is. I mean, I, I believe in that only because think of how long ago they put those tuna pens out in Ensenada. Yeah. And we were catching tuna that you know had all the parasite because they were escaping those, those um, uh, pins, right? And what do fish do? They they swim, they swim, they eat, and they reproduce. Uh, you know, you know what though? The thing that people don't realize about those pens is when this thing first started. I remember it was toss from Bear Flag. It was like two or three guys called me and they said, "Hey, there's stuff going down below the border. No one knows about." Mm -hmm. So we ran down there. We got below the border and started messing around. Those pens are fads. They're fish aggregate devices. So, yes. so we got to the pens, and the guy that was watching the pen was really cool. You couldn't go near the pen, but you could fish around the pen. And the first time I ever caught a, a fish over 50 pounds, a bluefin mm -hmm. over 50, then the next day I had one over 70, and then the next day I had, an, you know, within a week I had several over 100 pounds, and I was like, that's crazy, and then I thought it was done. The next year... Yep is when I started listening to the guys talking about kites, and we got the kite thing, and I started fishing with Dwayne and doing a couple of these other things, and all of a sudden, bingo. You know, the first big one I think we caught was 265, followed by a 278. Wow, yep. And then we had lots of 200-pounders, and it was like, They're people are like, seconds. what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know, but I just... I completely was blown away like I was living in a dream. Mm -hmm. They're fish attracting. And you know, they, they're and you know how you can tell me, I, I, somebody told me uh, recently, I think it was Steve Carson, that the Mexican fleet has already reached their quota. Oh, that happened months ago. You yeah. Know, yeah. So they're going, so yeah. they, they can't fish But anymore. the fish are down there. Yeah. Do, yep. the, the, supposedly at the double 220s and all, you know, all that stuff down there, guys are talking that there's, there's fish down there, but no one's looking at them. And mm. I don't know if I told you this, but, but just probably two or three weeks ago, Point Doom had foamers. Wow. The same stuff that we yeah. saw, yeah. you know, two or three mm -hmm. months ago. Mm -hmm. So 2023 looks to be a very, very good Just, year. Um, yeah. I went fishing this, um, with uh, Ed Matame Fish mm -hmm. in December, December 28th. We hit over to uh, Santa Barbara Island. We saw bluefin. Yeah. We saw bluefin jumping yeah. around. And so we, you know, we threw jigs. We didn't have any life bait. Uh, we sank jigs. Yeah. We marked fish. And we literally saw them. They weren't foaming, yeah. But we saw them jumping. Two in. years ago, I had I caught December. one in January. Yeah, and that was in front of Oceanside. And I thought, you guys were telling me I got down there, and there was like, there's no way that you know. I thought it was a seal. Put a bait back, caught a bluefin. I was like, Whoa, it's January. Yep. Well, you know, I'm not a scientist, and yeah, call me crazy, I. but um, look what happened with the stripers yeah. when they planted the stripers up north. Yeah. What's the dominant species up there now? Stripers. Uh, and what, what we used to catch stripers in Newport Bay when I was mm -hmm. younger, you know, all so, sorts of stuff. So there it is. Crazy things. And I've seen stripers in Dana Point. And that's the weirdest point. In the mm -hmm. harbor, seeing them while I'm paddling around the harbor, I'm yep. like, what are those? And they're striped bass. Mm -hmm. They're in the very back of the harbor. So yep. there's things around we don't know. But just so you guys know, if we're going to have a year like that, guys, be prepared. Get your stuff ready now. Make sure all your stuff's working. If you need rods, go talk to you know talk to um, Oliver. Get your stuff all set up, and I'm telling you. And the four, the one thing I'll tell you is that make sure you know how to tie your knots and make sure they're cinched. Yeah, yeah. this is where you know the right knot, fresh line, uh, the right rod, the right reel, your drags. 
Um, in fact, I was just going through my reels. Oh, my Lord, do they need some love. You know, because they're from last year, you know, and it's like, well, you're going to start the season with bad drags. You got to get them service. This you better, is the time you better get them in. Yeah. That's going to be an early season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben said he was going to put mine to the front of the, <laughs> to line. the, front of the line. So I'm not, I don't have to wait <laughs> all, for All his pink reels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. We're going to take a, another short break and we will, I think we'll finish the show. Right, Howard? Okay, everybody, hang on tight. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. This is Pat McDonald, and it's time for the Bart Hall Family Fishing Shows, the ultimate celebration of boating, fishing, international travel, and tackle booths, plus dozens of daily seminars by experts. It's a full day of family fun with the fabulous flying dogs, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Shows, and more. Kids get in free, kids fish free. Don't miss it. February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Feel the passion, share the passion. Presented by Progressive. Get details at hallshows.com. Radio AM 830. See, Ben, this song's for me. I yeah, I know. You could tell you with that big bowl and get world. ready to light up. Yaman! Yeah, See, if I had all the money, they would surely burn it all. All right, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Boy, oh boy, did we put out some. <laughs> we put a lot of information out today, which is really good. Uh, but I want to just close up the show with where we're going today. Mm-hmm. We'll be at Palmdale Fin and Feather. So um, I know how Andrew's going to fish. How are you going to fish? Ben? I'm on the move. You know, I'm constantly moving with jigs. So I'll have um, I'll have hookup baits. So on. a mini jig. Mini jigs, hookup mm. baits, hookup baits. Which, by and the way, let, let me thank Chad and, and, and JoJo jigs. for. They, they stocked me up pretty good, so we have plenty yeah. of that to, to do that. there. Yes. And, you know, I normally and honestly would not go on a trip like this, but I am so want to catch some fish that, um, you know, I've been spending a lot of time trout fishing. I want to go up to Fin and Feather, and I've heard the abundance of fish up there is insane. So I just, I really just want to go catch some fish. That's all I want to do. You know what I also like? I mean, there's other lakes, okay? Yeah. For us, it's a two-hour drive, but um, it is well worth the drive. Well, today it's only going to be about an hour, give or take. From here? Yeah. You did the map request? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought it was a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, I, I, the, the thing, it's so beautiful. 
and it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. And then they have docks. Docks change everything because now you're not on the shore getting, you know, muddy. No, you're on a dock several feet. Oh, so what are you talking? Several feet? You're yeah, like so thirty feet 30 out into feet the out. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's good. And stuff. then some of them have little, like they have little rooms on the back of them. You know what's weird is, it reminds me of a lot of the fishing places that you go to in Thailand. If you go to Thailand and you go fishing in Thailand, they actually have small houses behind the dock that you're fishing on mm -hmm. that you can cook in, you could take a nap in, you can do whatever. Are These, you gonna make us Thai trout? Uh, I'm not even going to go there. Um, Serge, I, I sent correct. It's about an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, so that's what I was take. I was yeah. thinking. Maybe he fell asleep Two over hours there. from home, though, for yeah, each for, of us. For me, yeah. it's two hours. Yeah, but, uh, you know, but it's a great environment. Um, you can be alone or you can be with the groups because it allows yeah. you. You got a dock, you got a dock. Uh, my understanding is that there will be coming soon also an Angler Chronicles fishing syndicate. And if you want accurate dock we're going to have our own dock and it's going to be open to the public mm -hmm. okay but there'll be plenty of signage bidon's going to get involved and make sure there's plenty of bidon mm -hmm. for people to use so we'll do something like that and uh, they're renovating one right now and that's going to be i think the like a little flagship okay like we have yeah, like nice. the freedom boat club we have the wrapped uh ac sleds yeah yeah it's well, perfect. I, what i think's cool about the lake too is that there's a lot of lakes right now like if you fish up in the in this year is the end of this season there's there's no scent allowed on anything you go to a pyramid there's no scent on anything you go to a lot of lakes they don't want you to have scented lures but the thing that's cool about pyramid is they do let you have scented lures and a lot of people get confused thinking hey the scented lure is going to create the bite well the jig creates the bite but once they grab it and they're sent on they it, they'll hold go. on to it. They ain't going to yeah, let go. Yeah, and that's why, you know, if you do use the hookup bait, I highly recommend. Chad sells that... Uh, that, that mermaid's, mermaid's milk. Mermaid's milk, yeah. okay? I used it. It was a big difference uh, this particular week. Just yep. out here on the local stones. Yeah. Okay? Are you going to stay awake? I'm going to stay it's awake. It's very early for him. I can look at his oh eyes right now. I'm so exhausted. And me no and idea. Oliver are just like, we're all what ready to roll. And he's just falling asleep. I got, car, you drive. I got, I'll go to sleep. I got both of my rods ready here, ready to go. And I have uh, my rods. You brought me five rods right here. So yeah. we'll just stick them but in these, the car. These are just, I'm going in the back seat to sleep. In. Hey, these are straight trout. Okay. Remember I, when to Bay of LA? I asked, please, all the way in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Bay of LA is a little bit different. That's like 10 hours, baby. 11. Yeah, but yeah. we stop a couple times and do our yeah. thing. It'll be all good. It's all, it's all good. All right. Um, anything else? We've got the sh Again, folks, don't forget the show circuit. The other thing I want to restress. And I've really done a lot of thought on this. Is the thirty thirty and um, join CCA California? Just go to ccacalifornia.org, uh, become a member. They use those funds to get the right people in the right places to communicate our message. Okay, because you don't just go up to Sacramento. Okay, no, no. Okay, if you got to get in front of the right people, you got to have the right uh, the right people, and yeah. they cost money. So. Um, if you don't want to lose another 30% of what we've already lost, get involved. Okay. Yeah. And for those of you who, that are younger, that don't remember what it was like before they took this 16, 20% away from us, they took a lot. They took, and they took a lot of the good stuff. Okay. I mean, Corona Del Mar, I mean, I used to. I used but to, Corona Del Mar is open. I'm trying to make sure that you understand that Corona Del Mar well, is not open. Where, not where I fished. Well, Corona Del Mar is open. 
Laguna is closed. So Laguna, yeah, Laguna, all Laguna yeah. is closed. They took Rocky Point away from us. They yeah. used to like to go there. Uh, Farnsworth, oh my God. But that little aisle in front of Laguna, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I mean, I was doing that one. No one knew what it was, and yeah, now it's just gone loaded. forever. Yeah. So it's a really yeah, sad Yeah, because it's deal. not a five-year plan. Okay, it's, no. already been, it's already been 15, I think, right? Since then, yeah. Dude, it's been longer. Now it's been longer probably- than 15? Wow. On the MLPS? Yeah. I haven't, I and, haven't and fished there. I haven't fished there in 22 years. Wow. So, um, and it was fantastic fishing. Now they want another 30%, so almost double what they've already And the done. other thing to remember is that they're after uh, freshwater and hunting areas, too. Oh, so hunters, they're, yeah. They're going to take everything that they can get, and without any sort of representation um, up upstate, and I hate to say it, but our fearless leader there in Sacramento is... Is the one that's really pushing this whole cause on us. So you mean, mean gruesome? I mean, Newsom? Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's doing a lot of stuff, and you want him as your president of the United States? Don't, yeah, I don't, don't think no, so. Don't get me started. Yeah, I don't even think God, so. I'm going to so. jump on the political. No, I don't, I'm not political at all, but I'm oh, telling you, there's I'll, I'll some people up. that hurt us. And when I say us, I'm talking about fishermen and outdoorsmen, period. We just, if you want to enjoy things and continue doing what you're doing, you know, we got to get together and have a really loud voice. Things are changing, and they shouldn't be changing. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. And fishing, I mean, think about what it's going to do to the industry of all the party boats. Well, it will, well, it will kill the yeah. industry. So that's thousands of jobs, millions in tax revenue, uh. and little by little just inching us out. Okay? So I just want to remind and this one. This one goes to Gruesome. I mean, Newsome. Um, if you push enough, yes, you can keep your rich people because they're the only ones that are going to be able to afford it. Yeah. But you won't have any workers. Yeah. So I want to see, you know, when you want to go to Starbucks and there ain't no, nobody working it. Okay. When you want to go to McDonald's and there is nobody working it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You keep messing with, with all of us. I mean, a party boat guy. I mean, come on. Well, the engine thing that they were trying to the, the engine thing that they were trying to do oh. is the, is along the same and that, matters. That's only been paused. Yeah, I know. But my okay. point to you is, is there what he's doing right now is uh, is so far over on the other side. Like, I don't even want to get into it. But you start the drive the drive up to Sacramento, up the five freeway. Yeah. I remember a decade ago, you go by and it was I would actually stop. It was fruit trees. And they would have stands. You could you know, get yep. fresh fruit. You go now, it's a dust bowl. All because... Oh, and the he, signs are crazy. Yeah, I just drew, drove it. Because he wanted to, to save this little frog. Um, uh, Governor <laughs> Gruesome, I mean Newsome, um, I have a feeling that the human species is a little more important than your little frog. Okay, because it doesn't do anything. This frog, I mean, environmentally, the cost of saving this frog... The cost that that, that well that frog's not alive now I don't think is it? It's a bunch of little frogs. Huh. So they're trying to yeah. say this. I don't remember that one, like, but I just know they're that not, they're not even pretty looking frogs. I know the just, the farmers up there all have signs on their land. When you're well, driving up, you see bowls. it over and over and over. It's about the dust. They took bowl. their revenue away. Yeah. Okay. You have very few olive uh, trees. Very very few everything. So um, again, they're trying it with the fishing. That's a sport we love. Don't let them do it. Get involved with CCA California. Angler Chronicle supports it. Um, go to ccacalifornia.org. Become a member. 
your funds can make a difference. You know, unfortunately, like you said, it's very easy to hear us talk about it. Oh, yeah, 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 it's a good idea. But if you don't literally go and sign up and, and he, make your voices heard, it, it, mm. you say you're sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, no, you're sitting on the sidelines. And, and, and you know what? If you, and I hate to say it, but you go to Texas and something like this goes down in Texas, there's a lot of people in Texas at yeah. those hearings. There's a lot of people to be heard. We need to be, we need to, we need to look at things in a different light. So it's, um, it's like super important to get on this, to understand it. And it's just like a lot of people, what they think is they're like, well, everybody else will get involved and it will be okay. It's not always no. that way. Everybody needs to have it. And it's how much is it? 50 bucks to join CCA? I don't even think it's that much. All right, listen, we got about two minutes. I want to, we have a, a big. We have the super big game tomorrow. You like how I did that? Yeah. All right. We have a super big game tomorrow. So I want predictions, okay? I will tell you, Oliver, Dallas is not going to win. Oh, I thought McEnroe was playing. Isn't he playing oh, that virtual over? <laughs> okay, so you got to give me just you know who's going to win. I, Kansas City or the I, Eagles? The Eagles are going to win. Okay, and you, who do you think is winning? I mean, you're, you're, you're. I hate to say it, but I think the Eagles will win too. And what do you reason, say? Mahomes is hurt. He's been he's had a bad ankle for a while now. Did you see slicked. the last game he played? Hurt. Yeah, he was limping yeah, big yeah. time and he played it. He, so here's my. The, the I Eagles, would love it. Eagles have on the NFL the entire season. Well, I would yeah. love it if the Eagles won, and because mm -hmm. I'm a Raider fan, I, Kansas City's in my division. We don't yeah. like each other. Okay, so I would like that. The other thing is that when we came to. Uh, the United States, okay, um, we went to Philadelphia. So I remember the Eagles. So I am picking the Eagles. We'll straight across in the Eagles. I think that's what's going to be. Okay. Yep. You have yeah. – uh, I, I kind of was hoping for San Francisco. I like that no. game. I know that you love San Francisco. No. <laughs> well, you, lo you love Laguna Beach. All right? They took no. your Laguna Beach away. No, but uh, San Francisco looked really good the 49ers. They, they did. But they did. their quarterback so got pretty hurt. Good. Huh? Went down. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Hey, well, Sergio, we're close today. We're going to go fishing. GT's going to be there with us. Oh, GT's coming. I love it. Okay, guys, we're at Palmdale Finneman Feather. This is Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio AMA 30 KLIA. We'll be out. We're gone. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.